You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunking With Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the Fansided Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On rooms, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Happy Monday, everybody, and happy Memorial Day. Happy long weekend to many of you. And of course, um, you know, a, a great thanks to everybody, uh, you know, in the United States military who has fought and, and died for our country and everything that, um, you know, and, and has helped allow us to live the lives that we live here in the United States. So thank you to those who have made that ultimate sacrifice. And of course, their families and our thoughts are with you today. Um, there are a couple of NBA playoff games today, so we'll talk about the NBA playoffs here in just a little bit. I want to talk about the weekend of action. We haven't had a show since Friday, so there's plenty to talk about. Um, so we'll talk through the road to the finals, the, ro- the road through the NBA playoffs. The coverage is all brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. We can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. I do want to start the show today with some Wolves-related notes. There was actually quite a bit to talk about from over the weekend. Uh, More ownership stuff, once again, because we can't, uh, it's just the story that's not going to, I mean, I guess I shouldn't complain. It gives us something to talk about. Timberwolves-related this offseason, and uh, it's it's officially, I think it was about a week ago, I dubbed this a saga officially uh, related to the eventual alleged changing uh, the alleged eventual changing of hands of the Timberwolves franchise to the new ownership group of Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie. So we'll talk about the latest developments there, some additional rumors coming out over the weekend in Minnesota uh, related to that. And then also just a couple of other Wolves notes here off the top before we get into the playoffs. Uh, but I, I want to spend kind of the middle chunk of the show talking all about the ownership thing. And I, I don't know, I guess give another take on it um, as I kind of keep working through what is most likely to happen, the possible scenarios versus the most likely scenarios, how worried should Timberwolves fans in the Twin Cities be about the team moving, all those different things. Um, so I, I'll, I'll kind of talk through that again here on the show today. I know we've spent some time on it over the past couple of weeks, but it's it's obviously a really important topic. And then we'll close talking NBA playoffs, uh, the conversation um, surrounding the weekend's games, what series could come to an end here early this week. There is one series that's now in the books. Um, so we'll talk about all that here at the end of the show. We're going to Pause the player review series. We'll get back to that on Tuesday. We've got two more players to go. Ricky Rubio and uh, Anthony Edwards are the two player reviews that I haven't gotten to yet. Also working on lining up some guests this week. There was the first uh, Locked On NBA mock draft is is completed. Um, however, I was not able to participate, not because I didn't want to, but because of course, we ran the lottery. We spun the lottery uh, simulator on whatever it's called on tankathon.com and not surprisingly, uh, the Timberwolves were not in the top three, so I didn't get to make a pick, but I'll run some of that here on our feed. Um, if you're curious in hearing how the Lockdown NBA hosts drafted Sands Timberwolves uh, here this week at some point as well. So lots to come up to come this week. Plenty of playoffs to talk about. And uh, as we look ahead to to draft season here soon. So start that conversation here soon on the show as well. A quick reminder here off the top, you can follow Lockdown Wolves anywhere you get podcasts. Of course, that includes Apple as well as Google and Spotify, but uh, especially Uh, check out the all new Odyssey app. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown T-Wolves and also at B-Beacon. That's B-Beacon, two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. Okay, 
a quick bit of Wolves news off the top. You might have seen this over the weekend. I think this was reported first by Chris Haynes over at Yahoo that the Timberwolves sent a couple of players to playoff games this weekend to uh, experience the atmosphere. Um, this was, uh, yeah, Chris B. Haynes at, at Yahoo reported that D'Angelo Russell and Jalen Noel were at game one of Lakers Suns last week, I guess, um, to experience a quote, hectic playoff domain, according to what, what Haynes put together. And there was also some, um, there was some conversation in some other places. I, I forget who exactly said it, but that the Wolves were looking at sending some other players, whether it be Towns. Um, actually, Anthony Edwards was spotted courtside at the Hawks Celtics, or not Hawks Celtics, Hawks Knicks game over the weekend um, down in Atlanta. Of course, he's Edwards is from the Atlanta area, uh, but he was at that game sitting courtside. So Wolves players, it's good. I'm sure that the the, the coaching staff in the front office encourage them to go. It's it seems kind of cheesy at first, but it's it's a legitimate thing, right? I mean, it's if these guys haven't experienced it before, and, and obviously Russell played in the playoffs with the Nets, but um, but still, uh, you know, it's been a couple years, and to go with somebody like Noel who doesn't have that experience, and remember, they played an entire season without fans. So for Jalen Noel, he barely played his rookie year when there were fans in the stands. And then he played this whole last year without fans, mostly. Um, And so to go see mostly full arenas in the playoffs, I mean, that's that's an experience they haven't had before. And so it's a little cheesy, but like I, I get why it's happening and good on the Wolves, like leaves no stone unturned. Right. I mean, what's the what's the worst? You get made fun of for being cheesy, but but maybe it has an actual impact on these guys and it makes them more hungry or, or whatever that the case might be. I don't think it's going to actually prepare them for playing in the atmosphere, hopefully, you know, 10, 11 months from now. But Still, I, you know, there's really no downside to it other than uh, me calling it cheesy and, and uh, you know, people saying, man, the Timberwolves are so pathetic. They made the playoffs once in 17 years. They've got to send guys, you know, they've got to get tickets for guys to go to playoff games, whatever. doesn't matter. What Again, what's the worst that can happen? So I guess good on the Wolves for doing that. The other piece of news, I'll introduce the ownership news here and then, and then kind of give my take on it here next segment. But uh, basically the report over the weekend came from um, Charlie Walters at the St. Paul Pioneer Press And in his article, which is a gossipy rumor column, but there's always, I shouldn't say always, there's often some truth to to what he's saying. He reported on Saturday that there's buzz. Well, I'll just read this verbatim. He says, there's buzz now that Kevin Garnett, who is said to be worth more than $200 million, will be heavily involved in the Timberwolves basketball department if he joins franchise investors Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie, if slash when they gain full control in 2023. The word is Garnett, the ex-Timberwolf, wants the franchise to remain in Minnesota, but Rodriguez wants to move it to Seattle where he played for seven seasons. End quote. Okay, there's quite a bit to unpack there in, in what, two sentences worth of reporting. And not all of it is is really that groundbreaking. Most of these are things we've heard before. But but I think I think there's a couple things here. We have to decide what we need to focus on. What's the more important piece of information? What here's legitimate? Not to suggest that Walter's reporting isn't legitimate, but what's like a legit concern? Is it is it Garnett being involved? Is it A Rod moving the franchise? Is it him moving it to Seattle? I've already kind of laid out the reasons as to why I think this whole thing's overblown, and I'll I'll rehash some of that, but also a little bit of a different take. The, the more that I've thought about this, the more reporting that comes out. I've got plenty to say on the topic, so I want to hit that here next segment. That'll be the entire focus of the middle part of the show today. Uh, before we do that, though, let's talk about our friends at Indeed. You're the hiring expert for your company. What you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need 
Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately, and Indeed Skills Test that, on average, reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Let's also talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar of all time. Tastes exactly like a candy bar. There's nine delicious flavors to choose from. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint, brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. I just placed another order last week. It should be here any day, and I can't wait. There's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors yet, first of all, what are you waiting for? Second of all, you can get a mixed box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. That's 18 total bars, two of each of the nine flavors. And from there, pick your favorite, order a full box of your favorites, or you can do the uh, the mix and match where you can pick three different flavors that all come in a box. You get six of each bar. That's what I typically do. Um, most of the flavors are 17 grams of protein, but only 130 calories and four grams of sugar, only four grams net carbs. You can go to builtbar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's 15% off with promo code LOCK15 for, again, 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, back to the ownership thing. So I went through this last week, and here's, I guess, here's my take, uh, my my initial take, and then I'll add on based on the, the Charlie Walters reporting at, at the Pioneer Press. First of all, there's so many hurdles to moving the team that that whether or not Glenn Taylor was able to, and it sounds like he wasn't based on last week's Adrian Wojnarowski report at ESPN, that he was not able to write anything into this, the purchase agreement suggesting that the team cannot be moved from the Twin Cities. Uh, that was always going to be hard to do. I was dubious from the start that that you could do that. I mean, if you sell me a car, can you write into a purchase? Obviously, it's different, and this is a very crude example, but could you then say you can't sell it to somebody else in the next five years. I don't think so. I think that's a really tough thing to enforce legally if it's no longer your asset. Uh, maybe while he's still minority owner over the next couple of years, or as they're transitioning power and he remains minority owner, he'd have more of a say. Long story short, that was always going to be tough to do. So that wasn't that concerning to me. It grabbed headlines and it was the thing that nationally everybody wanted to talk about. And you know, everybody loves talking about how the wolves are going to move nationally. It just seems to be a topic that everybody likes to hang their uh, hat on and talk about. Um, that to me wasn't the concern. The concern was was the optics of Glenn Taylor not talking to his his primary minority owner in Meyer Orbach related to the uh, the eventual sale of the team to Rodriguez and Lori. That didn't look good. It could throw a wrench in the whole thing theoretically. To me, that was the bigger concern last week. Now, relocation is coming up again because of this report from Charlie Walters saying that Alex Rodriguez wants to move the team. Now, Rodriguez and Lori have not spoken publicly about the idea of relocating the team because nothing is final. The sale's not final. Um, and they've, they've made a statement basically saying, hey, we're, we're doing this. Um, but why would you, they, they don't have to, nothing has forced them to speak to the issue of relocation to this point. So why would they go out of their way to do it? Um, and that makes sense to me and it doesn't concern me. 
The assertion by Charlie Walters that, that Rodriguez wants to move the team to Seattle seems to be, I don't know, tenuous at best. Why would he want to do that? I mean, A-Rod played there for seven years, right? Way back in the late 90s, right? Late 90s into the early 2000s. I mean, he left in free agency. He's not from Seattle. He has no ties there other than he started his MLB career there, but then he chose to leave in free agency and didn't stay. I mean, I mean, I don't. I guess I don't know if he still owns property in the area. I'm sure he has friends in the area, but why would he want to move the team to Seattle other than that, unless he's thinking of this as like a full circle homecoming type thing where then Mariners fans and, and people in the Pacific Northwest will love him again or whatever. I'm making that all up because that's the only reason why that makes any sense. Obviously, it's not, I guess it's a coincidence then that the market that the biggest market without an NBA team that used to have an NBA team that lost their team in a somewhat unfair process when when the Sonics moved to Oklahoma City, they happen to be the market where Rodriguez started his career. To me, that's more coincidence than anything else. And I guess those stars could align in that sense. But uh, I don't know. The, the idea that Rodriguez wants to move the team to Seattle seems to me to be a little bit tenuous. Now, the other thing we can talk about is if he's serious about moving the team, it doesn't have to be Seattle. Seattle's the obvious answer because of the the history there or the uh, really the lazy answer. But why wouldn't he want to move the team to Vegas or why wouldn't he want to move the team somewhere else if he was hellbent on getting out of the Twin Cities? Because Seattle's going to get an expansion team. We know that. I mean, it's going to happen. Vegas is likely going to get a team. They've supported the NHL team there very well. Um, and it's proven to be a much better pro sports city. I think the Raiders have done well there in the NFL side. Um so Vegas and Seattle are going to get teams, but if the the NBA would much rather expand than relocate, Adam Silver is on record as saying that, which is the other hurdle that I talked about last week on the show, because Adam Silver, why would he want to leave the number 15 media market in the country in the Twin Cities for the number 13 media market in Seattle? Somebody's going to pay the $2.5 billion expansion fee to put a team in Seattle because that team would do very well. That's going to happen, as is a team in Vegas, very likely. So why why would the NBA be motivated to relocate a team from from a good market to another good market and then just you're you're vacating one for another, right? I mean, I mean that doesn't make a ton of sense. But the point here is that if A-Rod really wants to leave the Twin Cities for whatever reason, he could pick another market to move to. Now, whatever market that's going to be is going to be smaller than the Twin Cities. So I guess, you know, at that point, he's got to make a decision if it's a more viable market, if you're going to move it. I don't know, I'm making this up now completely, but like move the team to Kansas City or move the team to St. Louis or move the team to like Virginia Beach. I mean, all those markets are smaller than the Twin Cities market, right? Um, so I, I just don't think that makes any sense. Now, it could come down to the arena. And obviously, Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez know something about real estate. Um, you know, it's not where they have made their money, but they've both been involved on some level. Um, and they're very intelligent, wealthy people. So, uh, you know, there very well could be some sort of uh, ultimatum, maybe isn't the right word, but similar to the Seattle situation, what happened with the Sonics. Um, we're not there yet because the target center just had renovations. Um, and, and there isn't like a current public arena battle happening in the twin cities. Like there was in Seattle, uh, with key arena way back, you know, 15 plus years ago. But we could get there. I mean, the Target Center is still an old building. It's still as crazy as this sounds. I mean, it's what, 30 years old now um, and roughly, yeah, and almost exactly 30 years old. It's had the the renovation. The location's still good, but the building has its issues. And for those guys to want to be in the Twin Cities, they may want to build a new arena. They may want to completely renovate the existing arena. 
again, even though that just happened. Those things are all possible and they could play the the side of it where, hey, if this doesn't happen, we're, we're packing our bags and moving the team somewhere else. We'll pay the $50 million fee to break the lease with the city because that's a drop in the bucket compared to the overall sale price of the team. It's like what, 2% or something or less than 2% of what the sale price is going to be of the franchise. So that could easily be what happens. Um, that's not going to happen for at least a couple of years. A lot could change between now and then. The team could have more success. And of course, if the team has success, Target Center is going to be packed. We know that. The Twin Cities support the Timberwolves. And you can't blame fans, even though there's plenty of diehards, like many of the listeners of this podcast and myself who have watched every game, no matter what. Um, the Target Center will be full of casual fans if and only if this team can be relatively competitive again. And that can happen. And if it does it's going to be harder to make the case to the NBA, hey, let's move the team. I mean, it's easier if you can say, oh, this franchise has been 28th or 29th in attendance since Garnett left. Fine. But that's not going to be the case if the team's good. I mean, th this isn't a problem. Like, people are going to come to the arena if you can put a competent product on the floor. We know that. We've seen that across Minnesota sports. It's a great sports market. Um, so all that to say, I think that this is much ado about nothing unless A-Rod is truly hellbent on moving the team, but there's no proof to that other than Walter's saying that that's the word or however he phrases it, that, that the word on the street basically, or, or let me see exactly what his, uh, yeah, just the word. He says the word is Garnett wants the franchise to stay, but Rodriguez wants to move it to Seattle. Uh, we'll see. I mean, Charlie Walters has been right about many things. He's been wrong about many things. Uh, it's far too early to know. I don't think we're going to know this for sure for years, honestly. The last piece of this very quickly is Kevin Garnett. Um, we've heard before that he wants to get involved in this sale. He wants to invest. Um, it'll be really interesting to see how that works because if Taylor stays the majority owner for the next roughly two years, uh, which is the plan, will Garnett really join the ownership group while Taylor's still there? Or is he going to wait till Glenn's out of the majority. Uh, who knows? Um, and also if Garnett's a minority owner, he's going to have very little say in whether or not the team stays in Minnesota. He won't have zero say. And remember, Glenn Taylor wants to be a minority owner too. So that would be the rare situation where both KG and Taylor would be on the same side of things because both are going to want the team to be in Minneapolis. And if Lorian Rodriguez, if they decide they want to move it, then they're going to have to be prepared for dealing with Garnett and Taylor and whoever else is, is a minority owner that doesn't want to relocate the team. So we're getting several steps ahead, which is why I think, you know, I took this two sentences and I, I went on a little bit of a rant about it, but uh, there's so much that we don't know still. And it's yet we're still going to be talking about this thing throughout the summer, fully prepared for that. Um, but until Lori and Rodriguez come out and speak publicly and take questions from the media about it, it's going to be really tough to, to get a sense for what they're doing. And of course, I understand Clay Bennett, when he bought the team in Seattle, he said, we're not moving the team out of Seattle. And within like two years, it was gone. Uh, so it doesn't really matter what they say, but it, but it at least gives us more of a window into their thinking. Um, maybe they'll they'll give us more information. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if they talk about a new arena, you know, some of those different things. At some point this summer, I would expect that to be a conversation that's out there or, or there to be a press conference or something. And then we can at least get a little bit more of a window into, into their thought process. But uh, it's certainly not time to panic. There's so, I mean, this, again, this is years, I think, before we truly know what's going to come of this. If the team, if they're really trying to move the team, um, it's impossible to know at this stage. So um, we'll keep an eye on it. Of course, keep talking about it. Uh, as anything develops, of course, we'll talk about it here at Lockdown Wolves. All right. 
Uh, next, I want to talk about NBA playoffs to this point, where we're at, what happened this weekend, what to look forward to this week. Um, we're going to get into all that next. First, though, let's talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. A couple months in now, you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, as well as NBA and NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action before the next pitch. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as the NBA and NHL are, are nearly through, and I guess in the NHL's case, through the first round of the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Again, that's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's talk NBA playoffs today. Our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. So as of today, Memorial Day, Monday, the 31st, there is one team that's been eliminated from the playoffs. That's the Miami Heat. Last year, of course, the Eastern Conference representative in the NBA Finals, they were swept. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and company were swept by the Milwaukee Bucks 4-0. And Milwaukee's now awaiting the winner of Brooklyn-Boston, although Brooklyn's now up 3-1 in that series. All four series in the Eastern Conference are either decided or there's a team on the cusp of winning the series with three victories. All four series in the Western Conference, nobody's won more than two games. Um, so, and I said this roughly a week ago that I was far more intrigued, and I don't think this was a an unusual, unpopular opinion. Um, I think the consensus was this, but I said a week ago that the Western Conference was far more intriguing to me than the Eastern Conference. And sure enough, we've got four series in the East that are a game away or are completed. And then in the West, we've got four series that it's anybody's guess who's going to win. Um, Clippers, Mavs, Nuggets, Blazers, and Suns, Lakers are all tied 2-2. And Jazz Grizzlies is 2-1. That's the only series that has only played three games. And today they're going to be playing um, the uh, the game four. Uh, that's this evening, an 8.30 central tip between the Jazz and Grizzlies on TNT. That's the second game of the doubleheader after Sixers-Wizards. The Sixers are up three games, nothing, three games to nothing and blew out the Wizards this weekend. So uh, Philly should will likely be closing that series out um, this afternoon or I guess early this evening. Before we get Jazz Grizzlies, which is really an intriguing series, um, so I'm looking forward to, to Game Four of that series. Um, over the weekend, that's I mean that's what we saw a lot of, right? We saw we saw these series kind of take decisive turns in the East. We saw the Hawks win a pair of games on Friday and Sunday to go up three one over the Knicks, um, and and that series I thought would have a shot at being a little more competitive. Um, I mean it's been competitive. It's not like there's been massive blowouts, but it's three one Hawks now. Um, and, uh, and they should put that thing away. The Celtics did win a game on Friday and got to within 2-1, but the Nets won fairly easily on Sunday, ended up winning by 15 points over Boston to go up three games to one. Um, and then the Clippers won back-to-back -back games after being down 2-0 in the series against the Mavs. The Clippers uh, really kind of dominated over the weekend against Dallas. Um, what, on Friday, they, what was the final in that game? They won by 10 on Friday. Uh, that was a close game. They kind of pulled away late. And then on Sunday, the the Clippers won by 25 over the Mavs. The series goes back to Dallas. 
or actually that's not true. I forget they play the middle three games at one. So it's a two, three, two, not a two, two, one, 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 like it used to be. So I guess there's one more game at Staples and the Clippers have obviously played much better there and have a chance to take a three to two lead before going back to Dallas for uh, game five later this week, or I guess that would be game six later this week. They've got a couple days off though. Um, so Clippers Mavs don't play again until Wednesday. Um, so again, Monday's action, Sixers, Wizards, Philly will look to put that series away. Jazz, Grizzlies, pivotal game four, and Utah will look to take a 3-1 lead on the road in Memphis. Since Donovan Mitchell came back, of course, they've been in much better shape. And, uh, you know, the last game was a little chippy. We got to see some Dylan Brooks, Donovan Mitchell action. Um, a fun game. I mean, it's a fun series. Both are teams that have just an interesting national profile because of the, the caliber of those star players. I mean, uh, both smaller markets, both, you know, star teams with their stars. John Morant's obviously a little bit flashier and, and fun to watch and a young star, but you look at the Jazz and Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell have, I don't know if polarizing is the right word, but interesting national profiles as superstars. Gobert is, you know, arguably the best defensive player in the league and Donovan Mitchell's a really unique superstar with the way that he plays. Um, and Quinn Snyder's obviously done an incredible job with that team, but it's just, it's interesting to watch the national reaction during those games between Utah and Memphis. And we'll see with Donovan Mitchell on the court, if the Grizzlies can steal another game and even the series uh, here in game four, but that'll be a lot of fun. And then on Tuesday, uh, Celtics, Nets, the Nets will try and put that away. Blazers, Nuggets has been an interesting series. And then Lakers, Suns, which is Anthony Davis got hurt, missed the whole second half in the game on Sunday as the Suns even the series. And I mean, that's a huge storyline, obviously. Um, if Anthony Davis, with only one off day in between, if he can't go Tuesday, the Suns have a chance to take control of that series and take a, a, a three to two lead. So um, another really fun uh, another really fun series to keep an eye on. Okay, we'll, of course, keep tabs on these games. We'll talk on Tuesday's show about what, what goes down on Monday, uh, Monday evening in the uh, the pair of games that are Monday. Again, all of our coverage on the road to the NBA Finals and, and the road through the NBA playoffs is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can enjoy all the games a little bit more this season. Okay, that's all we have for you today here on the show. On Tuesday, I want to get back to the player review series. We'll talk about Ricky Rubio and his season in Minnesota um, and his return to Minnesota. What, you know, my take on how his season went, I'll sign a letter grade to his season and the outlook on next year. What are the odds that Rubio is on the team next season? What to expect from him next year if he is on the team? We'll cover all that on Tuesday's show. Um, also, stay tuned. I plan on having at least one great guest later this week. We'll talk mock draft, all those all those things throughout the week. And of course, all the playoff coverage as the first round winds down. Um, that's all we have for you today here on the show. Thanks again for listening to Locked On Wolves, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network the Lockdown Podcast Network is your local host on all the biggest stories. Uh, today's episode was brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store. Find one of our Lockdown Rooms. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk sports. A reminder, you can follow this podcast anywhere you like to listen to podcasts, including Apple. That includes, of course, Google, Spotify, and the all-new Odyssey app. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T-Wolves and at B-Beacon. Thanks once again for listening. My name is Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves podcast. And we'll catch you next time.